This episode is being recorded on the unceded territories of the Coast Salish people. Hey everyone, this is Gabriel. And I'm Ravin. And this is Therapy After Hours. Welcome everybody to the second episode of our second season. Today we're going to talk about the concept of putting yourself first. I think as kind of things like boundaries and mental health awareness become more popularized, we're seeing this message all around us that we should just be putting ourselves first and prioritizing ourselves. And Mm. we've got some feelings about that. (laughs) Yes. Um, Just to be clear, we know this is a very nuanced and complex topic, so we might not hit the mark for everyone. And as always, this is kind of our belief and, and kind of our understanding of it. And mm-hmm. and also we're just going to be talking about what we've seen out there and what we've heard people say of what putting themselves first is or putting ourselves first is. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll just go from there and see, you know, what comes up as always. Winging yeah. it. Yeah, winging it. We usually are unpacking these things for the first time together. So it can feel very vulnerable to be unpacking these thoughts when we're not sure where the conversation is going to go or what's going to come up. And so we, as always, welcome you to challenge us to tell us how things landed for you. Yeah, I think let's start with what do you think the concept of putting yourself first has kind of morphed into in the media. Like when you see that message online or wherever, what does it bring up for you? I think the first thing the first thing that comes up for me is is it telling people to be like, oh, forget about everyone else's feelings and thoughts and boundaries and just do whatever feels good for you. Mm-hmm. No matter the result or consequences of it. If it feels good to you, then that's okay. And that can be quite problematic sometimes, you know? It it, it can be disappointing for a lot of people and ourselves. And yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I think the way that it gets understood versus what the concept actually means to me are quite different. And I think on the problematic end of it, the way that it gets construed is it doesn't take into account that we are social beings. Yeah. Right. We don't exist in just a bubble where it's just me and my decisions and my actions only affect me. What I do for my well-being also impacts people around us, people around us, our relationships, our jobs, our well-being, like so many other things. And it also feels so individualistic to me and like westernized. Mm -hmm. Right. When we come from a collectivistic culture we don't grow up with a way of seeing the world that doesn't include the larger community that doesn't include the whole no we don't however it does come with the the thing about everybody else is more important like Mm -hmm. taking care of everybody else is your main goal and concern as part of that community yeah that pendulum swing yeah only yourself or only everybody else yeah i mean and and we know that and I think, just to kind of clarify this, I guess, that, you know, we are going into the two extremes, that it mm-hmm. doesn't, it's not necessarily like that for everyone. So mm-hmm. it's just, we're just kind of breaking up the nuances of it all. 
Yeah, because I think a lot of us can find ourselves in one of the two extremes. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that we always live in one of the two extremes, but it's like what maybe reflect on like what is your dominant go-to, right? So my dominant go-to is always to put other people first. For other people, their dominant go-to might be always to put themselves first. And then we'll kind of round off this conversation at the end about like what's the gray area? Where's the in-between where we can Mm -hmm. have both? Yeah. I think for me, it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. It just depends on how I'm feeling, mm-hmm. like my emotional state, my mood, my energy levels. But I will, dare I say, I've learned how to say no mm-hmm. and how to kind of take care of myself yeah. um, in multiple ways. Not that I, f- I succeed all the time, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and But it's taken me a long time, for sure. A lot of work and, and reflection and therapy yeah well and I also think as you say that I think about you know when we have existed in one extreme for so long so when we have existed say and always putting other people's needs and feelings before ourselves then when we start to step into our power of I have the ability to say no I have the ability to set boundaries it's also really common to swing the pendulum and go to that really, okay, now I'm only going to put myself first at the cost of anything else Mm -hmm. and go to that extreme. And then it's about how can I walk this middle path? How can I get to a place where my needs are still in the picture, are still important, are still informing this decision and other folks in my life matter too. And the impacts on these other areas of my life are taken into consideration. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when we do take into consideration other folks in our relations, in our lives and, and kind of our relationships, I think that's a, a way of being empathetic to other mm-hmm, people, mm-hmm. you know, of showing compassion to other people that, oh, they're, they're going through their own stuff mm-hmm. or, you know, they have their own idea of life. And how do we kind of combine this in a, in a way that serves all mm-hmm. um, instead of just me? Or just, or just them, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. I also think a, a, a little bit about, and this might be just kind of like a little pocket mm-hmm. to, to mention, but the idea that sometimes we're in an emotional state, let's say depressive or burnt out, that we don't have capacity to think about other people. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're at a point where the bare minimum is getting out of bed. Mm-hmm. Or even being able to brush your teeth. Yeah. And being able to, you know, wash your face, whatever, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. that's the case. Mm-hmm. And that what whatever we're saying here doesn't include someone who is struggling to that extent, I guess. Well, I, I think, though, what you're speaking to is that how much we put ourselves first is not a fixed state. It's going to be informed by where somebody is at in their lives. And yeah. when you're when we're struggling to that degree, absolutely put yourself in your needs first, right? We don't have the capacity to, to be, do anything else. Yeah, and to be considering the whole like it's hard enough to just show up for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then I think though where the problem lies is again that rigidity, right? Where yeah. how many times have you heard people build an identity around, I'm always the one that's there for other people. I'm always the one that shows up. Or the opposite of, I'm always the one that's so independent. I'm always the one that takes the best care of myself. And I think that rigidity is what really gets people stuck is we build an identity around this. And then when it's fluid and changing, so how much I show up for people can change day to day. Mm -hmm. But if I Mm -hmm. built an identity around it, I'm not honoring myself. 
Yeah, and, and I think needs. and I think that all, those examples that you said, you know, I'm the one always showing up for people, or I'm the one that always, what was the other one? Um, that I'm always independent. I can do things by myself. I think it also comes from how we were brought up and mm -hmm. our childhood for experiences sure. and trauma and how it impacted us across the board. Mm -hmm. As well as thinking like that healing is relational, mm -hmm. which I think is something that I, I firmly believe. And I've said this to all of my clients probably. Or you most said of it here before. We and should I've, make t-shirts at this point. Yeah. And, <laughs> and as well as understanding that relational will not only mean with other people, but also the relationship that we foster and cultivate with ourselves you know yeah. the idea that that th there's two of us almost like the, the internal portion or the emotional portion versus the physical or more external portion of us mm -hmm. or you know when say people say mind body connection well mm -hmm. yeah but what does that look like yeah how do we build a f and foster a relationship where that functions to our advantage and to our well-being mm -hmm. and then given all of that like the complexity that you just described that leads me into always putting ourselves first is not realistic. No. Because we're way too complex. Yeah. And sometimes, like, giving the message, always put yourself first, feels so invalidating. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you and I were talking before this episode about the cultural implications, right? So when you do come from a cultural background that is more collectivistic, how shaming is it to have a therapist or someone supporting you say, you just have to put yourself first. You just have to do what's best for you. Yeah, and cut your family off. Yeah, set boundaries with them. Just move out of your house when it's not a cultural norm. Just, you know, put your needs ahead of everybody else's is not a realistic thing to ask people to do because of these complexities and these intersectionalities. Yeah, yeah. And, and I've heard a lot of that. I've had mm -hmm. clients come to me and tell me that their previous therapist didn't understand the nuance of their culture mm -hmm. and the un connection that it provided them mm -hmm. while still yeah being a trigger or being very distress distressing for them yeah and their solution was let's figure out how to get you out of the home or how to cut the family off yeah that's not a solution for most of people and that's where that always put yourself first becomes unrealistic or mm -hmm. undoable right mm -hmm. and i think about this often comes up for me um i work with like a number of folks who are in multicultural relationships that their families may not necessarily approve of mm -hmm. and if you follow the route of put yourself first like yes this is the relationship that makes me happy this is the thing this is the per this is my person and that can very much be real and coexist with how will this impact my family system how will this impact the relationships that I existed outside of this relationship mm. like all of that stuff is equally as important to consider it's not to say one way is the right way or the wrong way but it's unrealistic to ask people not to consider all of the pieces and only consider themselves yeah and I think that's a tricky one though that's a hard mm -hmm. one that is a hard one that is very hard because ultimately you know this person that they're dating or are in a relationship with is their partner right and so mm -hmm. it's like does my family get to choose my partner? Does my family get to have a say in who I date mm -hmm. or who I relate myself with? Whereas they might not, but they will say it anyways. Yeah, and I, I think I'm speaking 
I get what you're saying, and I and I don't want to by any means come off as like, oh, like you shouldn't be with the partner that you want to be with because of this. Yeah. I, I'm speaking a bit more to like those internal processes that I don't think we speak about enough. So it's like I think about myself, and if I was in an interracial relationship that perhaps my family would not be supportive of, there would be the part of me that wants to put myself and my needs first, and then there would be another part of me that, you know, is so feel so deeply indebted to my parents and what they did to bring me the life that I have and feel like, you know, there's, there's a big thing about like honor and loyalty in our cultures. And so Mm -hmm. it's just creating space for both of those parts and the complexity of it and knowing it's not just as simple of, okay, this is the thing that makes me happiest. So it's the easiest route to choose. Like, no, it's sometimes it's the hardest route to choose. Yeah. And, like, we can't just keep glamorizing putting ourselves first as if it's this, you know, top-tier self-care thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad you kind of explained that in that way because I think it might it makes more sense, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I agree. It, it's not about which one is right and which one is wrong. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, what, what are some of the details of all of this, right? What are the facts that yeah. both things can coexist the difficulties of being in an interrelation interracial mm-hmm. relationship because of what culture means mm-hmm. for some people or for most people yeah versus like oh this just makes me more happy than anything else so i'm just gonna you know fuck everyone mm-hmm. fuck this shit and be done and i also think that there takes a certain level of privilege to be in that place of being able to just put yourself first no matter what right like so I think about someone in a circumstance it doesn't necessarily have to be a relationship but let's say like in a circumstance that their family may not approve of whatever that might be a relationship Mm -hmm. a career path a life decision whatever it is that their family may or may not approve of it takes a level of privilege to be able to put yourself first in a situation like that because what if you're financially dependent on your family system and putting yourself first means losing your means of survival what if you're dependent on your uh, the the system for housing and -hmm. putting yourself first means putting that on the line like there are all these very tangible things that make not being able to put yourself first a reality for folks and we don't speak to that absolutely and i think i think you know following our first episode of privilege right And, and understanding what those are for each person and also understanding what the barriers are. Yeah, so that kind of speaks to it in like the really practical sense in terms of why always putting yourself first is not realistic or attainable. Mm -hmm. Let's kind of dig into that a bit more. So when we think about it from the perspective of creating more nuance, what comes up for you when you think about why always putting yourself first despite the consequences is not realistic and is not always the best route. I mean, to, to, the first thing that comes to mind, for example, like I'm married, right? I have mm-hmm. my husband. And it's like, if I were to do everything with putting myself first, I know that I would be probably treading on his boundaries or dismissing some of his needs. Mm-hmm. And it might be as simple as like, this is a perfect example. I could eat ramen, Chinese, Indian food, or Lebanese food every day of my life. Like every day of my life. Mm-hmm. One after the other. 
you could like I could eat Chinese today for lunch, for dinner, tomorrow for lunch, tomorrow for dinner, and so on and so forth. For example, okay. and that's just thinking about me. He is someone that is like okay. If he had Chinese food today, he won't want to. He won't have it again. Mm-hmm. You know, there are obviously moments where it's fine, right? But even like something as simple as that, mm-hmm. and so the other option would be like. He has his own lunch and dinner, and I have my own lunch and dinner. But that's just more complicated if we're trying to foster our relationship, right? And have yeah. moments together. And we're not the greatest cooks. We, we don't necessarily like cooking, so it's not like we're going to make it mm-hmm. all the time. So it's also that financial piece. Are we going to order out every day yeah. so that we can eat whatever we want? Are we, you know? And so, and then if we keep going down the line, there's other things in the background of that. Yeah. Could he feel that I'm like not even considering what he wants or needs mm-hmm. in our relationship, or how to you know do that together? Probably, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so that that you know, if you go further down that line, it's like, oh, is this person also taking into consideration that we are a couple, that we are you know on the same side, that we're a team? Mm-hmm. And and this you know, we're t- I'm mentioning an example on dinner. But it could be on all the other things, you know, it could be around sex. I just meet my own sexual needs. Mm -hmm. It could be around finance, you know, like I'm just going to spend all the money without thinking, you know, that he wants to buy something or that he wants to save money or Mm -hmm. all these other things. You know, we also have our business together, like our private practice together. Are my needs more important than his? Mm -hmm. Is is me thinking like, oh, I'm just going to do what benefits me because i need to put myself first in this Mm -hmm. and how is that going to impact or affect him yeah right so it's all these little things so you know does that mean that i'm going to get everything i want no Mm -hmm. that's part of this especially when we're talking about relationships and friendships right yeah it's not about who wins if one person wins the other one loses which means the relationship is losing Mm mm-hmm it's about how do we make this work for both of us, mm-hmm. knowing full well that we have to be flexible in a, in a capacity to know that sometimes we are going to get disappointed. Sometimes we are going to disappoint our partners. Mm-hmm. And how do we navigate that? Yeah. You know, do we show empathy or are we just like, oh, it is what it is. Yeah. Sucks to be you. Putting myself first. Putting myself first so you get to, you know, mm-hmm. suck it. Yeah, I think what you're speaking to and whether it's in a romantic relationship or even in friendships or in mm-hmm. family relationships, like it's the idea that needs need to be negotiated in yes. relation with one another. And I think that's what putting ourselves first misses because it that phrase just makes me think my needs are the only ones to consider. And that's not the case. Yeah. They need to be negotiated. And they need to be considered in terms of how they interact with one another. So, for example, I think about there's a lot of awareness around social energy these days, right? And being able to Mm -hmm. cancel plans or say no to plans, which I think is so important. Like, don't get me wrong. I really, I love having relationships where it's like, I don't have to give you an excuse for why I don't have the capacity. And needs need to be negotiated. So if I am someone of limited social energy and I need a lot of alone time and I need a lot of downtime, but my best friend is somebody who really needs a lot of connection and a lot of quality time, that's important for me to keep in mind, Mm -hmm. right? And how am I going to then resource myself in other ways so that I can show up 
for that friendship because it's not fair for me to always be making and canceling plans. And so maybe that means I'm going to make less plans, Mm -hmm. right? Like I'm going to preemptively figure out how to negotiate these needs to balance. But in order to do that, I also had to bring the other relationship needs into the picture and not just my own. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you're, if you make plans with your best friend for Friday, you know, you make sure that that week throughout the week, you have enough moments where you can recharge and mm-hmm. be alone and do your own thing. Because mm-hmm. you're preemptively planning to be in a certain emotional and energy state mm-hmm. for that outing that you're looking forward. Like you're yeah. not feeling obligated to go. Yeah. Like you're also wanting to, to hang out with your best friend. Yeah. So it's that. And, and I think people don't always consider that. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's going to be times where we kind of, say yes to two, one too many things mm-hmm. and and not because we don't know how to say no but because we were like we got so excited and mm-hmm. it all sounded great in our brains until, and we had the energy at the time and we, we had the energy the at the time when we made the plan and then the day arrives and, and we're like fuck mm-hmm. you I'm know? tired yeah. yeah and I also think about negotiating needs as like compromise and I think this is what putting ourselves first kind of misses is that compromise piece of that negotiating piece of the collaborating piece of how can I and I guess we're kind of moving into a little bit of like the latter portion of where we wanted to talk about like where is the nuance in this like where is the nuance and what does it mean to us to put our needs first and for me that just means having my needs in the picture and not abandoning them yeah and bringing in other information to inform the rest of that decision. So, like, I have a perfect example from this weekend of, you know, something that I do need in a friendship is quality time. And one of my good friends is currently still in school, which is not my reality. And so, like, homework and having a lot of studying to do is very much a part of their their day to day. And that prevents us from being able to spend time together. So, you know, their their need to focus on their academics is infringing on my need for that quality time. And so instead of me just saying, well, you better drop what's important to you Mm -hmm. to give me what I need in the relationship, we had to get creative and think about like, okay, so how can we bridge these two worlds? Like, how can you get what you need while I'm still asking for and honoring what I need? And that looks like, cool, I have some work that I can do. So maybe we can just get together at a coffee shop and we can both work on our perspective things and we're spending time together. Yeah. I can let's be real. Even when, you know, you go to a coffee shop to do schoolwork or admin work, you're going to shoot the shit, right? Yeah, so it's like it's you're a, actually it's having that nice, nice time together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that example. Yeah. yeah. And I think about other ways where it's like, what does it mean to you to put yourself first in a nuanced and healthy way? Ooh. I think it's, it's, it's kind of like a multiple steps process. Mm-hmm. It's for, I think for me first is to think about, kind of check in with myself. Mm-hmm. What do I want? What do I need? Mm-hmm. Where am I at in energy, emotional state, social, whatever, you know, whatever the situation is. Mm-hmm. And then think about the other person. Yeah. Let's say my husband, uh, my friends, family. What are they asking of me? What do they want? What do I know of them as well? Mm-hmm. Which might be, you know, when oh, you think that. about like what I know of them that might kind of fall into assumptions because Mm -hmm. that changes throughout. Mm -hmm. But as well as like most of those assumptions at that point that we already know are pretty accurate. Well, you know their needs. Exactly, right? You know, they probably communicated things in the past, yeah. Yeah, 
and then think about, okay, what can I offer here? What, what is it that I can do? What are they asking for as well? Mm-hmm. And if I don't know what they're asking for, I can probably ask them, you know, like, hey, what are you asking of me here? Yeah. I just want to make sure that I am either able to give that to you or be able to say, like, no, I can't. Right. But also be able to say, hey, I can't give you this, but this is what I'm thinking, like how we combine what you're needing of me and what I need of you mm-hmm. so that we can s- still foster and cultivate this relationship. Yeah. So, and I think that's kind of the basic equation of it, right? Yeah. Because that's one way of doing it, but it's also considering a lot of other things mm-hmm. that might get in the way of those situations, you know, whether it be finance, location, you know, I'm an immigrant in Vancouver, right? So a lot of my friends and family, most of my friends and family are not in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I have to consider and my friends have to consider or my family. And then we have to be intentional about how do we connect and Mm -hmm. continue to foster and cultivate our relationship. Mm -hmm. Because it's not like, like, oh, I'm going to pay $100 to get a flight and go home. No, a ticket to DR could be anywhere from... Five hundred to fourteen hundred dollars, but also that means not working, taking time off. You know, taking time off. Mm -hmm. Um, We have two dogs. All these other things, Mm -hmm. and then for them, it's the same thing to come here. Yeah, and it's like you can't maintain some friendships or friendships like oh, we're gonna just travel. Mm-hmm. every month or every two months i mean if you're rich go for it but mm-hmm. but that's part of putting you know keeping your needs in the periphery like financial needs are important right and and how do you cultivate relationships and put you first in that instance of being mindful of your resources and your mm-hmm. and your money and you know your time and i think it's also th- I, w- one part of the equation that i haven't mentioned i guess is Thinking about priorities, mm. like our own mm-hmm. priorities, because we can't think about other people's priorities. We don't know what their priorities are. We mm-hmm. can ask for them. But think, okay, what are my priorities right now? You know, you mentioned, mm-hmm. let's say the example of your friend mm-hmm. um, that is going to school and such. Like, there is a point where priorities, you know, friends and relationships, we prioritize them. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, schoolwork is very important mm-hmm. for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. And, and being able to keep on top of our assignments, our readings, our mm-hmm. understanding that the academic training that we're getting, you know, is up to our level of understanding and kind of that we're kind of following up and keeping up in, 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 in that sense. So it's also prioritizing sometimes and be mm-hmm. like, you know what, right now I need to prioritize myself yeah. in this way. Or right now, you know, I want to prioritize this relationship and, and yeah. want to make sure that I give it enough time. But priorities has to be part of the equation and how we prioritize that. Yeah, I love what you're speaking to because I think, you know, priorities are a part of this conversation, but as you're describing it, I also think such a key component to, I think, most of well-being, but if we relate it to this conversation, is flexibility. Yes. Right? So having, to me, putting myself first in a nuanced and healthy way is not abandoning my needs, And not throwing them to the wayside, but also having consideration, whether that's consideration for a relationship, consideration for another person, and then having that flexibility. Yeah. Where sometimes 
consideration for others is going to result in me having to make a sacrifice and maybe overextending a little bit. And that's not the end of the world. I can't be fully resourced and fully boundaried all the time. And then on the other end, sometimes having that consideration for others but honoring my needs is going to look like me letting other people down and me having to say no and put myself first in that way. And it doesn't have to be black or white. It doesn't have to be, I'm always going to put myself first or I'm always going to put other people first. So either they're always disappointed or I'm always disappointed. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And then the other part of that is like, you know, how many people are terrified of disappointing other people? Mm-hmm. One thing I say to my clients a lot is like, you are going to disappoint other people. Mm-hmm. You are going to disappoint your partner. Mm-hmm. You are going to disappoint yourself. Yeah. That's part of the human experience. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we don't want to be doing it every day. Yeah. We have to be mindful of like, what is that looking like? Kind of keeping track mm-hmm. of like, how much am I spending with this person? How much am I spending with that other person? Mm-hmm. How much am I prioritizing myself? Yeah. And how do I want to do that? Yeah. And I think some people might say like, that's so unromantic. That's so... I just think like too bad life isn't a fairy tale. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and like relationships are a negotiation. Mm-hmm. Like when people say like, oh, I don't know how to negotiate. Bitch, you do. If you have relationships, you do. Yeah. Right? You may not be doing it in the most useful way yeah. for yourself. But I also like as you say that piece about so many people afraid to disappoint, I'm like, wow, like we're having this conversation from one or sorry, one side of the coin, which is like, you know, this message to always put each other first put ourselves first and then I think about so many people who struggle to consider themselves at all yeah right and I I almost want to say like instead of put yourself first my kind of go-to in my head is like your needs matter too yeah right so having both like I can care about somebody else so deeply and my needs matter Absolutely. And, and I think it's it's one of the things that prompted this conversation for us, I think, was a post that we saw that was talking about this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like three lines, but it was like, you know, there are times where putting yourself first will not work. Mm-hmm. You have to consider other people and put them mm-hmm. first. However, mm-hmm. what needs to happen is that you don't forget about yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, OK, let's say the two of us, like you know, like, it, there are times where I'm going to have to put your needs first, right? Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I can be like, okay, let's do this. And at the same time, this is what I'm asking and needing. So I'm going to make sure that if it gets to a place where it's feeling uncomfortable or draining or not good or terrible even, mm-hmm. I can voice that or be like, okay, I need to remove myself from this space, mm-hmm. whatever that might look like. Yeah. And I think that's a big piece of this as well of putting everybody else first or putting ourselves last Mm -hmm. is not knowing when to remove ourselves and not knowing Mm -hmm. how to say like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss here. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm running on negative almost. Yeah. Because we're, well, yeah. And I think a part of that is growing up in collectivist culture. It can be that we don't learn how to do that. Mm -hmm. Most likely, like, I don't know about in your culture, as much, but it's very similar to mine, right? But Latino culture, there are no boundaries a lot of the times. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't have any boundaries over here. Right? I mean, I won't speak for all South Asians. I will speak for my experience in my culture and my family system. Yeah, exactly. Boundaries like, are not this a thing. My- boundaries are seen as a lack of love or a lack of care, mm-hmm. right? Which is why I think what we're, again, we learn one of the extremes 
always put yourself first, always put other people first. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes put yourself first, sometimes put other people first, sometimes put nobody first. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's that nuance, it's that flexibility, and we're always looking for the right way, quote unquote, to do things. Yeah. And there isn't one. Yeah, absolutely. And one other thing, you know, in this case, you know, we've talked about like it's not the right or the wrong or anything. And it's something I say a lot in session is, you know, find out what works best for you. Mm -hmm. In this case, what works best for you might not be the best option either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I also like as we're talking about this, like what works best for you might not be the best option. Think about like parents. Right. Like putting yourself first isn't always a reality. Yeah. Like a realistic option at all where it's like, well, what I would really love to do is take a nap and yeah. I've but, got to feed my kid and take them to school and yeah. do all these other things. Yeah. Or your yeah. And your one year old is sick and hasn't slept for three days or whatever. Yeah. Again, that p thing of privilege, right? Like mm. putting yourself first is a privilege. A lot of times. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. You know, one thing we haven't talked about and, and kind of comes up as well that probably comes up in our sessions and in our work is the idea of being selfish or selfishness as a negative thing. You know, the word selfish has been attached to this negative mm -hmm. thing that people do where they don't think about anybody else but themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I think selfish is an interesting word. I think that we all need to be a little bit selfish. That's yeah, kind of my... I, I say that to my clients as well. And I th that's what I think about when putting, when I think about putting yourself first is like be a little bit selfish, right? Like I distinguish between being selfish and being self-centered. So selfish means to me that I consider what's best for me, that I take time for myself, that I prioritize myself, that I am an important person in my decision-making processes every single day, that my needs are an important part of the decisions that I make every single day. That's what being selfish means to me is I'm always a part of the picture when I'm living life. And I think that's really important. And I think that's something that a lot of us, especially those of us with marginalized identities have had socialized out is don't consider yourself. Mm -hmm. Put other people first, put the people in power first, put your parents first, put your family members first. And so that selfishness is that grounding in, I am a part of this picture my needs are a part of this picture and need to be considered. Mm -hmm. I think what most people mean when they say selfish is self-centered. So I think self-centered is kind of that problematic place because to me, self-centered means exactly that. I put myself at the center and everything else revolves around me. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's that lack of like empathy or lack of consideration or what have you. That's that more kind of problematic place that we veer into. I think being selfish is a good thing, though. Yeah. I mean, if we go over the dictionary definition, I think it's very black and white as, as to what it is. And I can read it. Of a person, action, or motive lacking consideration for others, concerned chiefly with one's own personal profit or pleasure. But I think the way we use it is quite different, though. Yeah. I like to make up my own meanings to words. Same. But I, th and I think that's part of the work that we do in counseling and in mental health. We, you mm -hmm. know, we start shifting not to create a, 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 a virtual reality or like mm -hmm. a different dimension of the world. Mm -hmm. But it's more so to kind of create more gray, mm -hmm. create more nuance in yeah. everything that we do and talk about. Yeah. Because... If we look back into history, 
everything was so black and white. Everything was like either right or wrong. Everything was on a moral high ground mm -hmm. for whatever reason. And it's like, you know, you either are this or that. Mm -hmm. You can't be both or you can't be in the middle of it mm -hmm. or everything is a binary mm -hmm. has been. Right. And so that's part of this change that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Getting back to that gray area topic. So I think we need t-shirts that say healing that's is relational, relational. Yep. and that life happens in the gray area. That's kind of the, the core of a lot of these discussions is that when we bring up a concept like something like put yourself first, again, that black and white, right? Somebody's going to think, well, I should always put myself first or I should never put myself first. And black and white. Whereas like, where's the gray? Sometimes I'm going to put myself first. Sometimes I'm going to have to take a back seat. And my needs are always important. Regardless of that, it's just prioritizing different needs. Yeah. My need to be valued and accepted in a relationship might result in me putting my need for rest aside, right? Yeah. And showing up to a thing and doing a thing. My need to love and care for the people in my life might mean putting my need to have Chinese food aside. Every day. To love and care for my partner who might want something different, yeah. right? Like it's really a negotiation of needs, not only with other people, but also with ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, one, one thing that you mentioned there of like, you know, putting ourselves first or, you know, considering others and taking a step back. That brings me to our most emblematic conversation in class. Mm. allyship you know if we're being a good ally or if we're actually supporting a marginalized community or a group of people that want and have asked for our support in that way mm -hmm. if we put ourselves first are we being are we actually using our platform to support them or are mm -hmm. we actually taking up space are we being more harmful than helpful mm -hmm. right yeah so that's another example of where putting ourselves first is not the best option it's not it's actually not an option. Yeah. Shouldn't be at least. Yeah. And that's more of on a macro level even. Yeah. But I think all of that is really important. And I think at the core of it, the thing that just keeps repeating in my mind is that my needs always matter and how they might show up in a given situation mm. is going to vary. I'm curious as to the word always. But my needs do always matter. Hmm. What if, our, what if your needs kind of well, I guess it depends on what we call needs, but what if your your needs are are going against your partner's needs or your friend's needs in some way? But saying that they always matter doesn't mean that they're always prioritized. Okay. Like fair. I kind of see it as I can, I see it as that negotiation and yeah. I can show up and negotiate needs without completely abandoning my own. Mm -hmm. My needs always matter in that there's something to be considered in a given circumstance, right? Yeah. So I think about my need to show up for people. I do have that need, mm -hmm. right? My need to show up for people might brush up against my need for rest or my need for, I don't know, taking a sick day. Like it might brush up against those things. In that instance, all of those needs of mine matter. Yeah. And then I'm going to factor in the needs of the people that I'm in relationship with. I'm going to factor in the needs of on the macro level. And I'm going to decide accordingly. And yeah. sometimes my core need is going to take precedence. And other times somebody else's needs are going to be like kind of at the forefront. And that's okay. The thing is that my needs still always matter. They're always a part of the equation. 
Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I think for me, like, I haven't. Oh, I got defensive there. I don't know why. Uh, I don't think you got defensive. I was like, don't you dare <laughs> tell me. No, I think <laughs> I, I have some things and my clients probably know this. Some things of the words always and never. I, I almost c- always have that, too. I question <laughs> it so much. Uh, and I, I realize that sometimes I might even question it without cause. Mm-hmm. So that's not something but for I, me I to do, work on. I do think that we need to be mindful of when we use absolutes. I think for me, as someone who historically neglected my needs so much, adapting that absolute has been very healing and very powerful to say, like, my needs always matter. Does that mean that they always take precedent? No. Okay. But it means that they're always considered. Yeah. And they're not abandoned ever. Okay. Love that. Love that. Yeah. 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 Thanks for clarifying. Yeah. You better love that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What happens or what what are your thoughts on when, you know, we are not putting ourselves first. You know, we're taking into consideration all the things Mm -hmm. that we said about the equation, right? And and someone else's needs are going to take precedent because, and Mm -hmm. we're we're deciding that, right? It's not, Mm -hmm. no one is forcing us to do that. Mm -hmm. We're deciding that. However, it still feels difficult or annoying or frustrating Mm. or, you know, what I'm trying to say? Yeah. What do you think? How do you think people should address that? Or what do you think Hmm. should happen in those moments? And it's a hard one because does that mean that we're not honoring ourselves or does that mean that we're just being petty or both? (laughs) Hmm. see for me i guess what you're kind of speaking to is like when i override my needs and kind of put somebody else's needs at precedence yeah um that's when resentment builds Mm. right and i think about resentment as something that is sometimes inevitable because sometimes we're going to have to put other people's needs first but that's what i'm saying you know when you say my needs always matter Mm -hmm not always take precedent Mm -hmm. but do i feel okay putting this other person in front of me and i think that's the negotiation process that happens with ourselves though Mm -hmm. right so i think about no matter what the choice is that i make i'm honoring a need of mine so even if i choose for example um you know, say you asked me to hang out and I'm feeling really tired, but you and I haven't hung out in like three months and I really value our relationship. I kill you. <laughs> Being threatened live on therapy after hours. Sorry. But, you know, like if you wanted to hang out and we hadn't seen each other for so long and I have a need for rest, there's also a part of me that has a need for this connection with you. Yeah. And so if I choose to put that first... I'm still honoring a need. Yeah. I may just not be honoring the primary need of rest, Mm -hmm. which is okay. And so that's for me to check in around of like, which needs are coming up in conflict here? Yeah. And which one am I going to honor? And then I can't really be resentful towards you because of that, because I've chosen to prioritize the need for connection. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just as well when people are like, I'm going to do something, but I'll do it begrudgingly mm-hmm. and with a resting bitch face. And so is it worth it? Is, let's say, you know, let's use that example. I, I'm wanting to hang out with you. It's been three months, uh, but you're tired and you want some, you want to rest. Um, but you still decide to override that and be like, I actually also want to, you know, meet that mm-hmm. need of connection mm-hmm. with, with me. Mm-hmm. 
but you show up and you're like cranky or but that is just across the like boundaries to snarky. me that's not a like i think a negotiation of needs if i have a need for connection with you yeah that's still me honoring my need if i don't have a need for connection with you and i have a need for rest and then i'm overriding that and okay. just coming to hang out with you like yeah i'm gonna be resentful but there's that's because none of my needs are being met in that there we go Okay. Right. It's like yeah. the same thing with the example that you gave with your husband, where it's like your need for caring for your husband and making sure that he's also happy in the arrangements that you make around your meals is still your need. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't give a shit about yeah. what he felt or thought, if you didn't have that empathy, then you would be resentful if yeah. you were having to eat different foods because of him. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough, absolutely. I mean, we're at the end of the episode and mm-hmm. we have not talked about the difference between need and want, but... That could be a whole other episode. That could be a whole other episode for sure. I think to summarize like what I'm left sitting with, if we loop this all together, I feel like there were like some core themes. Mm-hmm. Honoring needs, having compassion, empathy, negotiation, flexibility. Yeah. Like... These are the things that keep the gray, the gray, the equation. Think about the equation Mm -hmm. of checking in with yourself. What is it that you want to need? What does that look like? What does your relationship need? What does your relationship need? Think about the other person or multiple people in the relationship. Mm -hmm. What What are their needs? What are they asking for? And from there, you know, what is that? come up with for you and i want to acknowledge that this probably feels like a lot like oh my gosh i gotta like think through all of this whole yeah. process this can happen in a matter of seconds right it's something that we practice and maybe in the beginning when you're getting to know yourself and you're noticing that you're swinging to one pendulum or the other like you're swinging to always putting yourself first or never putting yourself first then maybe yeah it's going to be more of an elaborate process of really walking yourself through these steps and getting to know yourself and then once you exercise that muscle a bit more like i would say it takes me like a few minutes to walk through this process now yeah absolutely and also what the other thing that might come up from this is that you know growing up your needs were dismissed your emotions Mm -hmm. were dismissed so you're going to have to learn how to do that as well and Mm -hmm. that's a whole other thing oh yeah we're we're Opening a can of worms here. Yeah, but it's... In it's, the final it, hour. It, it, and I think just to kind of close that up, but also just re, re repeat what we said at the beginning, this is a very nuanced and complex topic. It's so big. It can go in so it, many different directions. Because actions. it's all connected to all these other things that mm-hmm. we didn't talk about today. But it, it's more so like this is a little glimpse of what mm-hmm. we think and how we navigate putting ourselves first versus putting other people first Mm -hmm. whether it be our romantic partners whether it be our friends our family and those are hard decisions to make at any point and hard conversations Mm -hmm. and negotiations sometimes when it's because sometimes our needs or wants are very close and Mm -hmm. similar from the other person but sometimes they're so far apart that it's like negotiations feel like you're negotiating a a peace treaty (laughs) between two countries Totally. And so if there's any part of this conversation that you want us to dig deeper into, like any of these kind of veer off points, because there's quite a few um, that we've named, please do let us know and we're happy to unpack further in future episodes. This um, this is just a little snippet. Yeah. 
Alrighty. I think that's it for today and see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. We would love to hear your thoughts, feedback, or episode ideas. You can find us on Instagram at therapy.afterhours or email us at therapyah.podcast at gmail.com. Just a reminder that although we are therapists, we are not your therapist. And this podcast is not a substitute for therapy or other mental health services. In the event that one of us is your therapist, we invite you to bring any responses to our episodes into your sessions. Bye Bye for for now. now.